It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer, brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Todd Surprise, Kirk Elliott, sitting in with us as he does each and every Monday. Got a lot to talk about. A turkey night this weekend. A lot of action going on there. But, Kirk, I, I, I hate to bring up such bad news to start off the show, but unfortunately, your team this weekend didn't do so good. Well, they lost to the number four team in the nation. So what? it's not, you know... What? The score wasn't good, 62-14, to 14, but uh, TCU is undefeated, right? and uh, they won big. It was a beatdown. When was the last time your team has taken a beatdown like that? Oh, my. Uh, several years since we last uh, suffered a what, loss what, like what, that. What team was it that beat you that bad the last time? I think it was Iowa. <laughs> Iowa, yeah, but not <laughs> which makes it, which makes it even worse, right? Right. If, if when Iowa beats you down, that's yeah. even worse, isn't it, Kurt? Yeah. I I, think, is Iowa the number one team that you guys want to beat more oh, than anybody? Absolutely. Nobody. No question about that. Nobody worse. Yeah. And they did beat them this year. Right. That's the thing. They ended up four and eight, and one of those four wins was against Iowa. How about so, that? Mm. But anyway, the season is over. Thank God for that. But right. I, you know, I'm thinking more about the Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs and another win for them yesterday. Man, so, yeah. but but by the time the Chiefs uh, t- kicked it off yesterday, I'd forgotten all about that bad game on Saturday. To be right honest with you, you had, you hadn't even thought about it. <laughs> it just washed now, there's it away. There's no way, Todd. Now you've known Kirk a long time. There's no way that Kirk got that off his mind. Oh, yeah. Before yesterday. Yeah, he can drop things. If the he, season is over now. He knew and the season was over. There wasn't no next I week. Can, I can <laughs> focus on the Chiefs now, which uh, that's that's a lot more pleasant to watch. Yeah. Uh, Marie says, yay, Wolverines. Yeah, we both picked the Wolverines, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, they won big. That was that was a great game. Lots of big plays in that ball game. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, it, it, it was a pretty good day for the Chiefs yesterday. Yes, sir. Yeah. Beat the defending Super Bowl champions. Lost. What are they now? Nine and two? Nine and two. Number one seed in the AFC. What do you think about that? It's, it's in their hands. Just keep winning, and they'll be back with uh, Arrowhead Stadium with the AFC championship Todd, game. this weekend is not going to be an easy <laughs> week, though. Uh, this is it's going to be... Probably the most challenging game that we've had all year. Would you agree? The Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals. And And it's at Cincinnati, right? Yes, sir. Is it at Cincinnati? This is our last home game for a couple weeks, I think. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's not going to be easy with uh, with Cincinnati. These – Joe Burrows is act, you know. There's some. He's pretty damn good. There's some good young quarterbacks in the league right now, and he's one of them. And and that's the one I had circled on there as a question mark because it's a, at from the beginning of the season because they beat us last year to go to the right. You know, people don't realize who who was in the Super Bowl last year. So I mean, you know, it's just it's just that that that, that receiver Chase. What's his name? Uh, I, I don't know if he's going to be playing this I'm weekend. Hoping not. I'm hoping not. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, I, I think that he might be out. So, um, their best wide receiver, their best wide receiver. Um, <laughs> we rock Kirk. That's what uh, Marie says. Uh, gosh, we love Marie. She is such a, a loyal, um, supporter of our show here on mostly motorsports. We, we can't appreciate her enough. Um, what, Chiefs were not on the same page yesterday. Nope. Lots of misconnections. Yep. Our our special That's teams. That's what Caleb said. Yeah, our special teams was bad again. They you know, you can't you can't drop punts and and uh, turn the ball over that deep in your end zone like that. That that's, right. just can't happen and 
fielding punts in places you shouldn't be fielding them. So that that's got to change. First of all, why why do they put Sky Moore back there to they even him, try to well what grab those balls? Yeah, he, he, he's terrible he at is. that. And what's his name was hurt again. So yeah, you know, the guy we just picked up from the Giants. So. Um, Watson ended up filling in, and he did just fine. Just let him have it. And if you have to sign somebody else. Put Pacheco back that's there. That's what I said. Somebody can catch that ball. You'll be right. Fine. We're not looking for a lot out of that. We're looking for average. We have an above-average defense this year and a greatly above-average offense. So we're not looking for something crazy on special teams. Just don't be stupid on special teams. Right? <laughs> I, I, mean, I like what Pete brought up. Did you see where Odell Beckham Jr. got in trouble on the he airlines? Did, and what I did think, he do? I'm, he was asleep, and I think – He uh, didn't have a seatbelt on, did he? He didn't have a seatbelt on. He was asleep, and he was groggy, and they tried to wake him up, and then they made a big deal about saying they were worried about his health. I'm wondering if he didn't just have an Ambien falling asleep on like they do when you take a plane ride. Right. And he had a long plane ride to go where he has to go, and and all the hoo ha broke out, and then he got up and was pretty groggy. I, it, at first, I thought it was a big deal. Now I'm realizing it. it they made it's it not a big deal. They kind of made the airline kind of made it a bigger deal than what it was. I think so. Airlines do that a little bit. Well, yeah, I think they? the lady kind of they took the, him off the plane, right? Yeah. Right. Have you noticed here lately how many people have been Scott, caught with uh, knives, box knives, and box razors knives and, and razors. I saw a special Have report that? on that. I yeah. saw a special report on the news this weekend about that. How are they getting those razors in there? I, I don't. don't even, I don't know how they do that. I don't know, and I do know that some people that have certain frequent flyer things are able to go through different types of security. So maybe right. something like that's going on. But I do know that I just saw they said they're bringing in a bunch more new type of X-ray things that are just for this type of stuff that's that it's been in the making and i said well right if it's been in the making since 2001 they should have had it out already but i i do know that the new airport here in kansas city they talked about some of the new technology at kci the mci here in town that's coming in yeah technologies off the chain you know did they had they sold 500 or all of us five no five thousand tickets for pre-walkthrough at that at kci Really? You get free food because some of the restaurants are trying to get everything all yeah. worked out. I, right? I never thought there was anything wrong with our airport, to be honest well, with you. Well, I've pulled some stuff up, on, and if you look at, you know, the biggest problem is, is security. It's security, 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 and we were behind the, on security. Well, well, when you have a 10-foot between the car and the plane, you're looking at less than 50 feet from the cars that pull up. Oh, right. And where the planes are actually at. Right. They, not they, secure compared to where, how thing. You know, it was great for convenience. Don't get us right, wrong. No yeah, doubt. We loved it. Yeah. Drop off, walk in. That was one <laughs> of the biggest, you know, things they had. Frog them. said uh, um, Odell Beckham probably did a Quaalude. I think he took an Ambien. Those guys take those right. Ambien pills and go to sleep. And you know what happens if you get woke up on Ambien? You I, could be in another world. And people talk about. I done. take one every night. Yeah, and see, some people don't have problems. Right. But some people, they sleepwalk and, and have all kinds of problems. Co- with conversations them. with right. with yeah. companies and yeah. buying things. And it's one person I saw a person who bought thousands of dollars worth of stuff on Amazon right. because they were all gooked up on Ambien and didn't know they were buying stuff at night. Man. Right. I mean, how crazy is that? It's almost like a dual person. You show up the next morning, you're like, I didn't order this. And the credit card said, yeah, you did. Right. Kirk, so you, you don't hallucinate when you take No, some drug. people have no problem. I, I, I've been <laughs> taking them for 30 years. Yeah, never see, had a problem see, with some them. Some people you don't, don't sleepwalk in the middle of the night. or Not that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> well, we never saw him walking the halls at the no. house or the hotels. When no, we were, I, I've never. So. I, I don't think I've ever had a problem But I think what happens is when you first take, when you take those, and you get right to sleep, and you're you know you're in a chair or somebody, and somebody wakes you up. You may not know when if that medicine's kicked in. You may not know really what's going on. I can right. imagine. I believe what you're saying. Otherwise, Bristol, the dog here, would be yeah not uh, not treating you very well. If you were walking weird in the middle of the night. <laughs> well, let me tell you, Bristol chews up a lot of my f- shoes. Shoe chewer. Uh, uh, I, I I hate to even say it. But she chewed up a pair of my underwear oh, last man. night. Just chew, chew, chew. 
she's she's acting awful mellow right now. Yeah, just hanging say, out by my chewing feet. on my shoe uh, the other day. Yeah, she likes chewing on shoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Kirk. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Turkey Night. What a night that was! Man, oh Very man, that was uh, one of the. Uh, more entertaining turkey nights of maybe of all time. Yes, sir. Boy, eventful doesn't even describe what happened during that 98 My months. goodness, man. It, it was not a good night to be the leader of that race, was it? No. How and many people had a problem that night? We had Buddy Kofoid, who led uh, quite a bit of that race. He jumped a wheel. He, uh, he got into it and jumped, jumped over a Tanner Thorson's left front wheel and went flipping. Right. And then you had uh, Carson Macedo, who had taken the lead from Kofoid. Right. He uh, biked it up. Trouble. Yeah. And then jumps you, the cushion and he flipped right. as well. Right. Yes. Yeah. And then you had Carson Macedo get up on two wheels and he went over. Right. And then after that, Tanner Thorsons, who had waged a classic, epic slider battle with Justin Grant, spun out. Man, that was a that was a really good race between Grant and Thorson, wasn't it? Yeah, that, they and were really putting it really on. Going at it. Yeah, yeah, Kirk. So um, we we've got a little sound. Uh, Lee Spencer was out there this weekend, and uh, she. Uh, she got a little sound for us out there, didn't she? Uh, we do. Let's uh, let's hear first from the race winner, Justin Grant, who is that's his first. Uh, here, talk just a little bit. I got to reset. Uh, all right. Here. Uh, so uh, Justin Grant picked up. Uh, was that that was his first turkey night, wasn't it, Kurt? That was his first turkey night. Yeah. Which is kind of surprising to me. Yeah, me too. And uh, he was in there, and uh, I. I predicted. One of my predictions came true for once. Oh, How about my gosh. That? Kirk he was, was like right. 50, for, he, he was like 52nd in the Friday night practice, and I said, well, I think Justin Grant's going to win. So one of my predictions actually came true for once. But here is uh, Justin Grant after speaking with our Lee Spencer after his big win on Saturday night. Oh, it feels it feels amazing. You know, I, I've I've been so fortunate this year, and and really the last couple of years has all kind of led led up to this. Is the last couple of years has really just led up to this. You know, building you know building the sprint car team, build helping build the midget team, um, and just just getting good, really good people. You know, on the sprint car side, we've got Dylan Cook, uh, and and Kevin Birchmeyer puts his trust in us to go and do our jobs. And and here I've got I've got Lacey Doyle and uh, Clinton Boyles comes with us sometimes. He was here helping me this weekend. Uh, this whole swing, uh, and and Matt and Davey step kind of same deal. They they really they really put put their trust in us to go and do our jobs. And and uh, we've 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 worked you know we've worked hard to build into this season. And. Uh, and I'm, I'm, it feels good for myself to reap some of those, but especially for our, for our crew and our owners and our partners and everybody that's put their faith in us to go and go and do their job, do our jobs, and put their faith in me to do my job. So, it uh, it, it feels it feels amazing. You know, we we picked up Sprint Car Championship, Sprint Week, Four Crown, Turkey Night. Like, uh, it's a banner year for me, and uh, and I'm just you know whether I'm winning or, or crashing, I'm still here just living my dream and having an absolute blast. So, all this is uh, cherry on top just to just to be in here. For a California kid, what does it mean to win such an iconic event like this? Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, it's Turkey Night, you know. I, I was a kid sitting in the stands with my dad watching watching midgets at Irwindale, and uh, you know we, we didn't we didn't I didn't come from a lot of money, you know, and uh, and never thought I'd ever get to drive one, you know, and uh, and then then I did start getting to drive some cars, and I didn't think I'd ever actually make a show, you know, and so to to, to be a Turkey Night Grand Prix winner is is beyond my wildest dreams, and uh, I'm just I'm just very very happy to give you a little bit of confidence knowing chili bowl is just it does cheaper. it does certainly yeah this is this track was a bit chili bowl like so it was very 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 confident for that and now he's going to be trying to win his first chili bowl coming right. up he's the king of friday night he won the friday night feature last year he was my pick to win the chili bowl didn't get it done so maybe this is the year he does don't it. don't jinx him kurt no <laughs> i i'm i'm gonna favor uh buddy Kofoid to win 
That dude's sure always though in the in the. He's me- always up front. He's always in the media yeah. center on one of the nights yeah. with a with a thing around his neck. So I just know he's he, he's always good on his qualifying night, he's, isn't he? Which is Friday night, right? He's just, yeah. he's yeah. just so, money, uh, man. Maybe he gets it done this year. How about O'Kyle Larson coming from twenty second? He came out of the B and uh, made it into the uh, A main and worked his way through the field, started 22nd, ended up running second last. Surprise, surprise. I didn't think we'd see Kyle Larson at Turkey Night. I think that year. was a last-minute decision. They they decided to do that on Thanksgiving. Chad Boat. Chad Boat. They decided to put a car together, 87 car, black car, no decals on it really to speak of, and he worked his way up through the field. Yeah, because he didn't Did, qualify well. He spun uh, out during his qualifying run. Let me, let me ask the listeners out there that are watching right now. Do you think if Kyle Larson would have had a yellow, do you think that Kyle Larson could have beat Justin Grant? What do you think, Kurt? Uh, I say yes, he could have beat him. But I think Justin would have made it really tough on him to get around it. It was tough to get around because Larson had to move Kevin Thomas Jr. out of the way to get around him, to put him in position. So it was not easy to pass. Right. But that just proved that, yes, Larson could have moved Justin Grant out of the way, too. I'm not sure that. I'm not sure that he would have been able to pull that off against Grant, but uh, he could have. How about uh, Alex Bright? He he started, uh, Marie just put this up here. Alex Bright started next to last and finished seventh in the feature. How about that, Kurt? Yeah, that was That was a good finish, wasn't it? Front. So yeah. uh, I think Larson admitted himself it was more of a battle of attrition that he was able to get himself up there. So had everybody else finished, Kofoid and Cannon McIntosh and Tanner Thorson, uh, I think Larson probably would have done well just to make the top five right. if that. So he was able to get second. Let's hear from Kyle Larson after his 10th turkey night, which he's finished no worse than fourth in 10 times. Crazy. And now a runner-up finish. He's also a three-time winner. Kind of battle of attrition there. Just um, wasn't very good. Just uh, a lot of cars fell out in front of me and had some things work out and then just kind of said F it there at the end and uh, ran as hard as I could and uh, was able to, to run hard and get to second and, um, you know, who knows, maybe get a caution and I can have a shot at Justin, but uh, just didn't get it. So um, another second place for me at Turkey Night, which is, which is you know, nothing to hang my head about. I, I had read a little stat earlier. I think my worst finish in all maybe 10 of the turkey nights I've ran is fourth. So um, average finish of about second, so not bad. But uh, would have liked to have been you know, one spot better. But thanks to Chad for putting this thing together for me last minute. and um, Or at least, I mean, getting my seat in it. And, you know, it was already together. But uh, still takes a lot of work and effort by everybody on the team to you know, race. So, um, yeah, happy had some fun and uh, just got to get better. Do we know for sure he's not going to show up at the Chili Bowl? I know he's going to run late model. No, he's not going to be there. He's going to run a late model. Um, Kirk, who did he feed the right rear to? Kevin Thomas Jr. He He was not happy about that. He was not happy about that that either, was he? What what did you see? KTJ was not a happy man. So what did he do after the race? Well, that. Kevin Thomas Jr. pulled his car up on the front straightaway at the end of that race and crawled out and motioned to Larson, who had pulled up behind him. Right. And just kind of fingered. Then he got out and went up and talked to him, and nothing happened after that. But right. you can tell he wanted to get it off his chest how mad he was about the move that Kyle Larson made he, he, on him. He now. fed him a right rear getting up yeah. off a of turn four, didn't he? He did. Yeah. But, you know, Larson did what he had to do. So he did it. Larson kind of admitted that he he made some moves that he probably wasn't so proud of, right? Yeah. But when you're getting down to the final laps of the turkey night, I guess you're going to do whatever you're going to do. Yeah. And I, I can't blame Larson for that. Right. It's it's money time. Right. Well, and, and, and if a caution comes out there at the end of the race, I'm not so, so sure that Kyle Larson doesn't get around Justin Grant there at the he end might. of the race. He might have. I think it would have been – pretty tough because grant is not easy to pass either so right. uh 
It would it would have been interesting had a yellow flag come out right there. He yeah. would have chopped him and done whatever he could have tried to win that race. Yeah, I would have believed. Oh, there's it. no doubt about it. Yeah, who else we got sound from? Uh, Buddy Kofoid, who yeah. wrapped up his second straight championship. He won his 13th feature race on Friday or on uh, the second night at Merced. Right. And here is Buddy Kofoid after celebrating. They popped out the champagnes bottles and pop the corks and doing a little celebrating down there and Lee Spencer talked with Buddy as they were celebrating. Talk about the sweet burner champagne after winning your second championship. Yeah, no, it tastes good. A little cold. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's definitely uh, mixed uh, emotions. You know, we ran up front and, and kind of faded a little bit, but I, I still felt like we were going to be okay with, you know, the laps that were left and the track getting slick, but just a um, car got crossed up in front of me, and I just had nowhere to go and got over him and, and, you know, didn't get to finish the last race of the season. But So that's kind of disappointing, but at the same time, um, you know, proud of the whole season we've had, you know, as a whole with, um, you know, the races that we've won and, and, you know, like the BC39 and, and winning Midget Week again and big races like that, you know, I feel like, you know, it's cool to read all the, the stats and, and, you know, them comparing me to people like Mel Canyon and Sleepy Trip and Vogler and all those guys that are legends of midget racing. So, um, you know, it's cool to kind of have my name up there as, as far as, you know, even comparing my season to theirs. So, um, you know, I owe it to the Keith Coons Motorsports guys, Keith and Pete, for everything that they've done for me and Mobile One and Toyota and um, Jared's, you know, we've stuck together for the three years that I've been here, and um, you know, Caleb Wyrick and, and Tanner Ashmore have been great, you know, for as far as helping us out. And a good addition to, to Jared and I this year, and um, I can't thank them enough for sure. And um, you know, I think I said it, but Mo One and Toyota has been been with me these last three years and, and believed in me, um, you know, and put me in good positions to drive really good race cars. So. Um, you know, like I said, mixed emotions with how we ended our season, but, you know, we put ourselves in a great position um, all season long to to have the success and, and cap it off early, which is um, makes it a little bit easier and, and less stressful. Yeah. There he is, Buddy Kofoy. Buddy, only the fifth driver to win 13 races in one season. Yeah. He's in pretty rare company right there. Uh, Ethan says, especially when, uh, uh, I think he's talking about Kyle, especially when he calls out midget drivers for how dirty they drive, uh, KT should have been mad. Larson, he does kind of talk a little bit of crap on people. Well, yeah, I'm thinking to the uh, Ross Chastain incident at, uh, I shouldn't say incident, the Ross Chastain move at Martinsville. He didn't have good things to say about that. Right. Said it was rather embarrassing. Well, what about this move, Kyle? Yeah. Are you embarrassed about moving KTJ out of the way? Right. He should be. Right. Um, a lot of people upset with Turkey Night not, not being the day of Thanksgiving anymore. Um, but man, it was, uh, but man, it has to be a win. For the gate and concessions, those grandstands were packed, weren't they? Kirk? Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with the crowd that used to show up on Thanksgiving night versus right. what they can do on a Saturday. I really don't have a problem with moving it to Saturday of that weekend because I think they draw a bigger crowd and maybe even more people watching on flow. I don't know. But either well, way you look at it, there there's a preview of the Chili Bowl coming up. The players that you saw in action on Saturday night right. are uh, the favorites that we're going to see in January down at Tulsa. Yeah, no doubt. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the non-wing sprint car action that they had at uh, Turkey Night. Uh, a, a good field of cars there, and we'll talk about that and more right here on Mostly Motorsports when we come back. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. 
Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix. It works. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play away. Osage National Country Resort. Three nine hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back. It's Mostly Motorsports. Producer Todd Surprise. Kirk Elliott hanging out with me. As he does each and every Monday and Friday. Kirk, what do you think about that non-wing sprint car race there at Turkey Night? I think that uh, Ryan Timms was lucky to finish the race after that push truck got up over East. More than field. lucky, wasn't what it? What the heck happened there? Well, we've seen this happen t from time to time, right? We've seen push trucks hop a wheel and, and do some damage, but he was very lucky man, to not get any damage out of that deal. That that. That push truck was sitting up on top of his right rear wheel. Did you see that, Kurt? Yeah. 
I they saw had it. to bring a tow truck out and lift off the front right. of it to get it off the off the wheel. Yeah, I saw that photo Scotty po- Scotty Cook had posted, and I went to the actual thing. And man, like you said, I've seen it a couple times, even in my limited time hanging out with you guys. Right. And you've, you've seen, seen it a time you or see two. Every once in a while, something yeah. will happen, and yeah. But this looked more like uh, not paying attention to things not lining up right. I don't know. I wasn't there, but boy, that was could have been bad. Um, Pete, he just chimed in here real quick before uh, we get into the non-wing sprint car action. He says, "If you think Larson's move was aggressive at the end of Turkey Night Grand Prix, check out." Check out move at Wall Stadium, New Jersey, on Saturday night on last lap of Wall Modified 100 lap feature. I I, I haven't seen that yet. I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go to your link, uh, and, and check out this this wreck. I'm not. I missed sh- it. I, I, I didn't mi- see it. I, I missed it too. Oh my gosh, that was that was a uh, uh, that was a door slam job right there, wasn't it? That that was uh, that was a pretty aggressive move right there. I just watched it, Kurt. You you're the only one that saw it. I didn't. I, see I know it. it. I know it. <laughs> Maybe Todd can find out. It's a, where, where did you find the video? Maybe Todd can find it, and we can take a look. Todd, uh, if you look at the link, um, Pete put, posted that up. During on our stream. Yep, okay. on our stream. I'll see if I can find it real quick. And, and Pete, he posted that up. It's the last topic brought up at the bottom there, and uh, you just go to. Uh, there you go. We can find it. We'll, we'll find so it. So we'll all be able to see what uh, what you're talking about. It's the last, the very last. Uh, there it is, right there. All right, take a look at this. This is a door slam job. Going down the back straightaway. Look at this, Kirk. Watch this. Inside. Bang. Hello. Coming through. <laughs> pavement race. Pavement racing. You know I love pavement racing. Um, how about Orion Timms, though, man? He's pretty damn good, isn't he? Yeah, he had the uh, best non-wing sprint car on the weekend at Ventura Raceway. That is for sure, starting on the pole. And led the whole way, but after that one red flag came out involving the second, third, fourth, and fifth place drivers that all got in a big pileup down there. They went to push the 5T off, and uh, they had a little bit of an issue. So, yeah, as we talked about earlier, very fortunate that they didn't cut down a tire, which he would have had to come in and replace that and would have lost the lead. So right. able to reassume the lead and uh, cruise on from there. Kirk, you know what I love about Ventura? The size of that racetrack. It's narrow. It's small. And it, it makes great action because it's narrow. Would you agree sure, with that? I'm not sure the track at the Chili Bowl might even be uh, uh no bit, it's not bigger about the same size would you say i i i don't think so i think the straightaways are a little bit longer at ventura than, yeah that could be yeah i think they are a little bit longer but what'd you think of that racetrack i thought it was pretty good yeah i, it was I mean, pretty it racing had a shall we say a lot of character to that racetrack mm-hmm. and uh you know it was very tricky these guys really had to watch themselves as they were maneuvering through there and, uh, you know, it was just not easy to manage that racetrack, as right. we saw from, you know, some great drivers like Carson Macedo and Cannon McIntosh, Tanner Thorson. All of those guys had trouble getting around that racetrack. And you're thinking to yourself, you know, Justin Grant, great a driver as he is, you got to be careful getting around there for 98 laps. Uh, very impressive the way he was able to uh, get around that racetrack after everybody else that uh, would be his challenger had trouble. When they had that open red, not many people changed tires, did they? No. Mm-mm. I didn't see many change anyway. I don't know. Uh, did did anybody change any tires? I didn't notice anybody did. I don't know. I don't yeah. think so. 
Yeah. Um, uh, Ethan says you lost me at narrow. <laughs> isn't it narrow though? Isn't it? Isn't it the track narrow, Kurt? Well, there were still two lines around that race. No, track. I, I agree all. with you. I, I'm, I'm, I, I would agree with you. I think that the the surface was good. I think they had a good top and bottom. Uh, I think it was really racy. When you uh, get up into the crumbs up there, you get yourself in trouble. Yeah. As we saw uh, on a couple of different occasions, Kaylee Bryson was involved in one incident where she got turned around. I don't think that was her fault. Right. Hey, uh, Kirk, did you did you see uh, the announcement made about um, – let me go to my page here. I I posted this up. Did you hear where um, uh, Cruz Pedregon is going to put uh, Jacob Allen in one of his Chili Bowl cars? I had not heard that until you mentioned that here right. just a few minutes ago during the break. Jacob Allen, World about Law driver at the uh, Chili Bowl. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Cruz Pedregon has uh, had midget cars for a number of years. Yeah, you know him as... Uh, funny car drag racer, but he's also owned is midget he, cars. Is he going to drive one of them? I'm not sure. I didn't mm. uh, see the entire release on that. So I'm not sure if uh, Cruiser is going to drive one himself or not. Well, um, so Jacob Allen's uh, career stats, he's uh, run 71 race counts, 71. He's got five feature wins. He's led 162 laps. He's got 17 top fives, 38 top tens. His average finish is 11.3. Average start is 10.5. His qualifying average is 8.9. He's had uh, two hard chargers, 19 heat wins, four dash wins, and five quick times. That's pretty good. Yeah, be anxious to see how Jacob does down there at the Chili Bowl. I don't even know if it, has he he has run the Chili Bowl before, right? Um, has he? I don't know. He just gave you the stats for it all, right? What? No, well, that's, that, that that's his uh, World of Outlaws oh, I'm stats. Sorry, I'm I sorry. believe. Let me yeah. pull that up. Yeah. I can find out. Yeah. Um, has he ran the Chili Bowl before? Kurt? I thought he had, but I could be mistaken. Mm. I don't remember everybody's name at the Chili Bowl. Uh, you would assume that uh, he has. He probably has. Right? Taking laps around the uh, Tulsa Expo racetrack. Um, Kirk, the uh, kingmaker, Keith Coons, finds recipe for enduring success in midget racing. Um, Lee Spencer has wrote a nice column about Keith Coons on our website, right? He did, and of course, he's the big-time owner, the all-time winning owner of Midget Racing after the 134th win that was posted by Tanner Carrick. He's up to 137 now. And uh, they've since won three more races since then. Buddy Kofoid has done all of that. Uh, but uh, that is a good article, so go to the Race Boy Scoop page. And check out that piece that Lee Spencer wrote about Keith Coons and just uh, where they're at as they uh, get through a big month of midget racing out west and now prepare for the Chili Bowl in January. 41 days until the Chili Bowl, Kirk. Who are you picking is your favorite to win at the Chili Bowl? you got to pick Buddy Kofoy. He's the just won that championship. He looked like mm. he had the fastest car at Turkey Night out there, but... Uh, I was surprised that he got passed by Cannon McIntosh down there, but it was a long race, and Kofoid said himself that he expected the track to slick back off and he would be able to get his second win in that race, but you never know. But I think that uh, with everything that's gone on this pa past year in 2022, you'd have to pick Kofoid as the, as the favorite. Right. Uh, Frog th thinks that... Uh Sweet Springs looks like looks like uh, Ventura. What do you think? I think so. Yeah, we, I, we've seen that kind of a surface at Sweet Springs before. Right. So, yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah. Um, 
So this weekend, uh, we've got uh, coming up, Gateway coming up this weekend, right, Kurt? Yeah, the big uh, the big dome. Are you looking forward the, to uh, Are you yeah. going to go? I, you know, I've never been to the Gateway to this event before. I haven't either. Watched it on video. I think the they do a good job of constructing that racetrack inside the dome. We've seen some good action with the late models, and it is late models and what all they running over there? Late models and modifieds, or are they just running late models? Um, no midgets anymore. They used to run midgets over there, but they don't do that anymore. You're going to have Ben Shelton on your show tomorrow to talk all about it. We are. Ben Shelton is uh, one of the voices of the Gateway Nationals. But the late models have put on a pretty good show over there for a number of years that they've had this event. Um, what uh, what do you think is uh, the favorite of the fans over there? you think the late models are the favorite now that the midgets aren't going to be there? Yeah, I think even when you had the midgets over there, I think most of the fans that showed up over there were late model fans. So I would say this is more of a late model fan base and always has been since this event started. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, they're going to run super late models. Let me get them again. I'm kind of disappointed that they're not going to run the midgets, aren't you? A little bit. It is it, is. Let me ask you this: if for the people that are out there listening to the show right now, is it better for the Chili Bowl that they don't run the midgets at the Gateway Nationals? I don't think it matters either way. The hmm. car count was never at you know the level of the Chili Bowl. I think it was at. Well, am I mistaken that didn't they limit the number of entries that they brought in for the midgets for this event when they had them there? I can't remember. Um, I, I'm trying to look up exactly what they're going to be running there um, this weekend. It appears that they're going to be running um, I guess it starts on Thursday, doesn't it, Kurt? Yeah. Hmm. So uh, they're going to be they're going to run the uh, Summit modified hot laps and they're going to run late models as well. Do you think they should? Is the track too small to run non-wing sprint cars on it? You think? Yes, I wouldn't run. I wouldn't run non-wing sprint cars. I do think it's too small for that. Hmm. I think the way they got it set up right now to cater to most of the fans that show up to this event anyway or late model fans, if you have modifieds and late models, I think that's what it ought to be. That's right. The, that's the current picture right there we're looking at. Steve, Steve chimed in. He said, my, in my opinion, Gateway is too small for late models. Would you agree with that, Kurt? If it's too small for non-wing sprint cars, is it too small for late models? I think that's a fair statement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They they tear up a lot of stuff. Yeah, because the track is too small for late models. I think that, I, I can't argue with that. Right. Uh, supposedly, uh, Caleb said, supposedly they sent out over 100 midget invites last year, and they only got 20, 20-ish that showed up. I think there was a conflict with the schedule. A lot of those guys were uh, going to run another event, as I recall, and uh, that was one of the reasons why they didn't have uh, the amount of cars that they were hoping to get. Right. But there was some kind of a conflict. I can't remember what it was. You know, if 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 it's me personally, I'm not going to um, take a chance on tearing up my equipment going to the Gateway Nationals. The Chili Bowl is the biggest race in midget racing, right? You're talking about taking your chance if you're a midget car owner. If I was a midget car owner, I would not take my car to the Gateway Nationals if I if if they ran midgets again this year. I wouldn't do it. That track just looks small to me. If I'm we're looking at an, <clears throat> the one right now on this Too big screen. Too easy to tear up. I mean, it just looks small to me. I don't know. Is it? Uh, it 
does it feel bigger than the Chili Bowl, Kirk, that track? I don't know. I, I would have to be there to see it with my own eyes I'm to looking. make that kind of a judgment. But looking at it on video, it uh, yes, it looks it looks smaller than the track at the Tulsa Expo Square. The ramp going up where the you see those people standing yep, on it right, right there. That's how I'm kind of judging it. It just looks... If it's bigger, it ain't by much, and if it's smaller, it's real close to it. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. doesn't look like, to me, that infield looks smaller than the Chili Bowl infield mm. to me. I know how much equipment gets stored during the middle of the race and that stage that gets set up for ours. I I mean, I understand those are some big equipment right there, so it could be deceiving, but, man, it it doesn't look that big to me. Mm. Then they uh, the pit the cars in a, in a separate area out you got to leave the yeah. building to where the building is, where they have the pit area. Yeah, they're down the correct? street, right? Yeah. So the venue at Tulsa is made for indoor racing because of the sheer size of the floor space of the, of the uh, expo. expo center. Yeah. Uh, you can construct the racetrack in a larger area, which is on a level below where they pit all the cars, and you still pit all the cars in the same building. That makes the uh, Chili Bowl unique, and why it's been so successful is because of the venue itself. When you go into a stadium like St. Louis, right. you're just limited on the amount of space that you can uh, put together to make this event really work. Right. you got a lot more seating for the fans, but as far as the infrastructure of the event itself, not having the pits in the same building as the racetrack. Right. That uh, big inconvenience. That that makes it real challenging to uh, make that event as uh, successful as say the Chili Bowl. Right. Hey, before we uh, go to commercial break, I want to remind everybody that uh, up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum, they're going to be giving away a 2023 Z06 Corvette with the Z07. Uh, performance package on it. This is a pearl white metallic, the tri-coat color. And they're also going to give you $25,000 in cash to help you pay for the taxes on it. This car is a 760 horsepower, 5.5 LT6 V8 motor. It goes from zero to 60 in 2.6 seconds. It's eight speed automatic. Folks, you've heard us talk about this car a lot here on uh, Mostly Motorsports. This is a real performance car. It's got the Z07 performance package on it, and it's got the big brakes, the big tires on it, bigger brakes. It's got the aero package on it as well. And if you'd like to buy a raffle ticket, you could do so at winaz06corvette.com. That's winaz06corvette.com. Um, you can always... Buy a raffle ticket there, and again, all the proceeds from this Corvette and the raffle tickets that are bought go directly to the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. And they've also got the 2022 X chassis um, that is still up for raffle. Uh, raffle tickets are still available for that right now. Um, again, they're going to be giving away that car, that complete 410 race car, on Friday, December 16th, and you can buy your raffle tickets for that car at SprintCarRaffle.com. That's SprintCarRaffle.com. If you're not comfortable with putting your information online for the Corvette or the Sprint Car, you can always give them a call at 641-842-6176. That's 641-842-6176. Um, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is a treasure, folks. And again, all the proceeds from the Sprint Car and the Corvette, all those proceeds go directly to the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. It is one of the great treasures in motorsports. Would you agree with me, Kirk? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No question about it. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, um, again, um, you've got time to uh, do the Corvette. That's winaz06corvette.com, winaz06 corvette.com and if you want to do the sprint car that's sprintcarraffle.com as well we're going to take a break when we come back more mostly motorsports it's all brought to you by lucas oil products it works we'll be right back
You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix, it works. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play getaway. Osage National Golf Resort. Three nine-hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first-class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back. It's Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Tomorrow on the show, Ben Shelton is going to talk to us uh, about Gateway and what's going on down there at the Gateway Nationals. We're going to look forward to that. Ben Shelton, one of the voices of Flow Racing, does a good job, doesn't he? He does. And, yeah. I, you know, I was looking down through the entry list right. of late model drivers that are going to be at, at the Snowball. The uh, Well, at both the Snowball and the Gateway Nationals. Uh, yeah. Go to the Gateway uh, website. I see Scott Bloomquist is going to be over there racing on Friday night. And uh, Carson Hosabar. I see a couple of names here. 
that are at both the Snowball Derby and <laughs> the Gateway National. So I see Carson Hosovar's name. How's that going to happen? On the entry list at both events. How is that going to happen, Kurt? Jesse Love is another driver that I see. Carson Quapple is going to be there. There's a lot at of the Snowball Derby. At the Snowball yeah. Derby, yeah. Uh, so anyway, that, that man, a star-studded field at Pensacola this weekend for the Snowball Derby. Man, I wish I was down there for that. Brad Keselowski, William Byron, Eric Jones are some of the cup drivers going to be there. Right. Noah Gregson, Josh Berry, uh, just some of the names that are on the entry list. Yeah. Should be a good race. Yeah. Oh, Brad Keselowski. How about that? That's, yeah. That's pretty big, isn't it? Christopher Bell ran there one year. Remember, remember when he got DQ'd at the end at the end of the day. Remember that, Kurt? Yeah, remember that. Was he was too light, wasn't he? Was he light? I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. Seems like that he was a little light. Kyle Busch has run this event a few times. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I'm looking forward to the Snowball Derby and the Gateway Nationals this weekend. Two big time events. I I am still. Um, I'm contemplating on going to the uh, Gateway Nationals, Kirk. How about you? Uh, now nah, I'll just monitor everything from here. What? I'll let you do the traveling if you're going. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you want to go? It's uh, only four hours from here. It is, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stay put, watch it from afar. Yeah. Hey, um, how about our, our our old buddy Chris Krug? He's going to. Uh, it's his last year up at Knoxville this year. After 10 years. Wow. That's pretty big news, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he and Tony Bachhoven have been the voices at Knoxville Raceway for Bro. some years now. 10 years. Yeah, I'll miss uh, Chris. I, I'm surprised to hear that. Well, you know, he works at my race pass, right? Does a good job over there. Yeah, he does a good job up at Knoxville. So, mm -hmm. yeah, miss, miss hearing his voice up there. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I'm I'm reaching out to him, trying to get him on the show this week. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll get Chris on the show and talk about what his future holds for him. Um, you know, to as you know, Kirk, what we do for a living, it takes commitment, and being committed to going to. Um, Knoxville every week and, and calling the races kind of takes you out of any opportunities of going anywhere else, right? Uh, yes, but if if I were stuck at going to one track every week, Knoxville's not a bad place to go every week. No. No. That That's... Uh, I think I'm going to go more next year than I've ever went before. I think I'm going to take the motorhome up there, and I'm going to leave it up there park for the summer. For the year. Park it up there and leave yeah. it up there and, and just go up there anytime I want to go. What do you think, Kurt? Sure. You want to go up there a little bit more than, than normal, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Would you get some sound for us when you go up there? Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah Frog absolutely. says, you can't leave Bristol, Scott. You ain't going. You see old Bristol down here by my feet? <laughs> she, she just likes hovering around me and Kirk. That dog likes you a lot, Kirk. Do you know that? I noticed that. It, it, it always comes up and jumps up on you, doesn't it? Huh? Bristol is friendly. She's friend. She's friendly. So... But anyway, it uh, looks like a lot of cars at the Gateway Nationals this weekend... Just uh, pouring through this entry list here. I didn't count up the number, but uh, it's going to be a big field of cars racing on both uh, Thursday and Friday night. Then, of course, the championship run on Saturday, and you got the Summit Modifieds that are in action, too. So looks like uh, they're not short of entries for either the Gateway Nationals or the Snowball Derby this weekend. Well... Um, I'm, 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 I'm responding to Michael Rigsby right now. And that's a big, uh, big event on flow TV this weekend. Yeah. For the, uh, gateway nationals. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. 
If you had your choice, Kirk, which one would you go to, Snowball Derby or the Gateway Nationals? Uh, I believe the Snowball Derby only because I've not been there before. I just like to go check mm-hmm. it out sometime. Right. Well, but I'll probably end up at both events before before time, it's over before up. my time is done. <laughs> right. All right. But this weekend, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay close to the homes and uh, monitor from afar. Are you gonna be up in Iowa? No, I'll be here. You gonna stay City. down here in Kansas City? Yep. Yeah. Kirk's. How about how about the, how about just hanging out right here in the studio? We got all these great TVs here. We gonna have the Gateway on one channel and Snowball on the other. I, I do on it. one monitor and uh, Snowball on the other. If you want to come over and watch the races, Kirk, sure. come on, we'll do it. I thought you were gonna to go to St. Louis. Huh? I thought you decided you're gonna to go to St. Louis. Well, uh, uh, we'll see if I get credentials. They might not want to give me credentials. You never know. We're just a little old podcast now. We're, you know, there was a day uh, when we were, you know, the broadcasting company of the Chili Bowl, and we had a little more clout. We're just a little old podcast now. That's all we are. I am going to the Chili Bowl, though. I am too. Because we're probably going to cut. Uh, we're probably going to end up cutting the show back to one day a week, probably. And we could get a lot of sound down there, couldn't we? We could record a lot of interviews. So we'll yeah. probably do that as well. I'm, I'm going to do it. And I, I understand Lee Spencer, she said she's going to be there this year. All right. So that's good. Look forward. Been, I've been a couple of years since Lee and Reed had been to the Chili Bowl. Yeah. Todd, you've been down there many a times. <laughs> yeah, I've had my fill, man. You broke your arm down there one I year. Spilled blood, you? broke your arms, and. I'll never forget that day. Hey, did did we drive fast down the road so when, fast, when so, you broke your arm? It was so fast that when I went back to go make that trip again to just to see where, I was like, there's no way we got there as fast. <laughs> right. You survived the broken arm. It was right ball. before the A-Main. Maybe before Friday night A-Main. And this is back when the... And you slipped on the mud and fell and broke your arm. Yeah, I you? broke it bad. I, you I, went to grab a beach ball, did you not? Yeah, a little kid asked me for the ball back. And you know how they throw things right before the A-Main and they're tossing things around. And Right. I'm, 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 matter of fact, I'm wearing the same shoes right now. Uh, no way. I, ain't, I am not uh, lying. I am wearing the same exact pair of shoes that I wore that night. That I busted my ass in, and yeah, that was uh, it wasn't just like a little break. It was, it almost came through, but it split my wrist. You know, I had to have certain people don't realize I had I I came back to Kansas City, drove home. You drove home that night. Drove the next morning. Remember, I showed up on Track Talk. Oh, that's right. I'm walking in with the sling on. Yeah. And then I drove home, and the snow. And I, it was snowing, snowing its ass off, saw, wasn't it? And I'd held my arm out. And you went up 169, yeah. which was the worst way to the go. The worst, <laughs> the closest to my house. But I'd stick my, that way I could pull over if I felt right sick or wheezy or queasy. Cause you, and you I, did feel a little bit well, like I'd that. stick my arm out the window to let the, because the thing was so swollen up. All right. they did was put me a soft cast on me and sent me home because my insurance obviously was. But yeah, I had. I had surgery and had a plate put in and everything. That it was a bad deal. <laughs> it was, and I've still got the the beach ball that all the announcers signed. The one that I busted my ass with. I've still got that beach ball that everybody signed. Oh, you still have oh, it? Oh yeah, it's got Brian Kapinski's name on it. It's got everybody. Bring, bring it in one day. I'll bring like it in. Yep. It. Yeah. I've got it. And <laughs> if you do a Google search on Kyle Larson with the uh, what was it? The goat? The blow up? Um, donkey or something. Remember, his kid was riding it on the front stretch. It was a blow-up donkey, but it they had uh, it was actually a toy that was kind of a dirty toy. Right. But I remember that. I've got that at home too. You do. I do because ah. people don't know we had to pull a ton, a butt ton of cable from that buildings back then. This is before we had uh, multi cables. People don't realize how much cable we had to run. It felt like miles of cable. Miles and miles <laughs> of cable. That's what it felt like. But You don't miss that, do you, Todd? I told everybody, I do not miss that. Well, one iota, my friend. That's yeah. one thing I don't miss. I, If you remember, my hair used to be down about, I had long hair. and 
I'd wear the hairnet down there because people sit in those stands all day long. Right. All day. All day. And you know what they're throwing down in those bleachers. Right. Everything. Anything and everything. You imagine it? They've thrown it down there. (laughs) (laughs) And our cables were always nasty at the end of the deal. You had to have rubber gloves and a hairnet, as far as I was concerned, if you're you're pulling. Later on, I got a little wise and just uh, made my way and hung out in the media center, and and that was my uh, breakdown room from now on. Yeah, no doubt. Well, you survived it all. I did. We all survived. And I believe I only missed one year during all the years that we did – you know, the last year I did one year from home, right? And I uploaded videos from home, but that was it. The last you year, did, you did a good ten years. So I did every year we did video, and one year you did audio that we were right. down there. So yeah, ten years in, that was fun. I lost a lot of friends down there. Missed a lot of, you know, a lot of guys aren't no longer with us that were down there. And, yeah, and uh, I miss seeing some of my Oklahoma friends. So yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. All right, thanks everybody for tuning in to the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, tomorrow, Ben Shelton is going to join us. We'll talk about the Gateway Nationals here on Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. For Todd Surprise, for my partner, Kirk Elliott, I'm Scott Trailer saying thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Mostly Motorsports. 